Complex Plan is a Horizon 2020 project which aims to create an innovative new methodology and tool to support European system operators in performing mid- to long-term planning studies by considering system flexibility as an alternative to new grid investments. This is for three grid years, 2030, 2040 and 2050. Gianluigi Migliavacca, Project Manager at Ricerca sul Sistema Energetico, RSE, SPA and the project's coordinator is going to describe for us during the first episode for this new season how the FlexPlan project is going to play a role in Europe's flexible energy transition while on the same time help create a secure and sustainable smart grid for Europe. Welcome to the EU Project Zone, a podcast series from Enlit and Friends focusing on the energy transition and the EU Commission-funded projects that will help us achieve it. My name is Areti Daradimu and I am the host of the EU Project Zone. Gianluigi, welcome. And would you please describe in a few words the FlexPlan project? Thank you, Areti. So FlexPlan is a Horizon 2020 project that is deployed over three and a half years between October 2019 and March 2023. And uh, it has uh, as the goal to reach, uh, to uh, make it possible to understand to what extent flexible elements, with them I mean uh, storage and uh, demand side management, could be a support to grid planning. So grid, I mean, both transmission and distribution grids. So to what extent storage and DSM could be a replacement for building new lines. Of course, uh, the idea is uh, that uh, the system should minimize its total cost, the TOTEX, that is the sum of the dispatching cost, the OPEX, and uh, the CAPEX, that is the investment cost in new infrastructure. So uh, whenever storage can be more profitable than a line, that should be uh, seen through an optimizing uh, tool that uh, makes it possible to analyze a big basket of uh, possible investments and to co-optimize uh, altogether those investments. Whereas uh, the standard of the grid planning tools uh, is to analyze a single investment with respect to the status quo. So it's a much more improved situation that should, in my opinion, be very nice and very interesting for the grid planners of the future because uh, we know to what extent REST is becoming a priority both for decarbonization and for making possible to make Europe independent from fossil fuels, so the Repower Europe directives. And that is something that uh, our project and our tool could definitely make it possible. Our other innovative aspects of our tool are the co-evaluation of different expansion candidates, uh, new lines and uh, flexibility, the coordination between transmission and distribution, so the possibility to perform a coordinated planning decoupled but at the same time coordinated that is uh, something also from the point of view of the possible relationship between the TSOs and the DSOs that uh, we would like to propose also in Europe for implementation the internalization of environmental externalities and the simultaneous mid and long term planning assessment that is also another important issue because as nowadays we want to analyze short and medium term but also target the decarbonization at 2050 and so analyze also the long term at the same time and provide an optimized pathway between long and short term. 
Finally, probabilistic model approach is needed in order to cope with the several yearly climate variants because we know that we are subject in the last years to extreme environmental changes. So the weather is becoming crazy in a way. So extremely evident in the last events in Ischia where a mountain went into the sea by destroying an entire town in Ischia. So uh, I think that it's important that uh, in analyzing those scenarios, we consider climate variants and uh, within those variants that are, of course, weighed with their uh, probabilities, we find a sort of uh, average that uh, takes into account everything and not only just worst case or average case of everything. Finally, the probabilistic analysis of contingencies that replaces the much deprecated N-1 procedure that was the standard in the past, but many TSOs are converting to probabilistic methodologies for the analysis of contingencies in the last years. Mm-hmm. It seems to me, Gianluigi, like for this project to accomplish all of its, let's say, goals, needs experts from various fields. So who is involved? It's involved 13 partners from eight countries and some of among the most prestigious European R&D companies. But we have also important industrial companies. We have three TSOs, the Italian, the Slovenian and the Portuguese TSOs. And uh, the Enel Concern, that is one of the most important DSO concerns in Europe because they have also the ownership of not only of the EE distribution, that is the most important DSO in Italy, but also Endesa in Spain and Dobrogea in Romania. So they are a Europe-wide company, actually. Exactly, yes. And uh, who is the target audience of the project? Because you did mention DSOs and TSOs, but I'm sure it's not just that. Actually, uh, we are uh, addressing our studies uh, on one side to, to the system operators themselves, of course, because our methodology could be and our tools could be of interest for them. We have to underline that inside uh, that is a professional tools uh, developer has developed uh, our uh, toolbox and uh, they are also developers of Euphemia, that is uh, the European uh, standard market coupling uh, procedure. So they are also able to provide a demo version that can be evaluated by TSOs and DSOs in case they can be interested. But they are not the only target of our studies. In particular, regulators are, in our opinion, should be interested because, of course, they don't apply directly those tools, but they should be interested to the regulatory reflections that we are performing at the end and how FlexPlan could be integrated into the present regulation. So by analyzing what barriers, what enables and what guidelines, that is our final delivery of our project, what guidelines could be given for approaching in the direction of evaluating flexibility in planning. So we touched upon the technologies of the project a little bit earlier. So now I would like to ask you to tell me which are the main technologies in use? All the technologies that have to do with the planning, so the network planning. So basically, apart network technologies that in any case, in our case, also include HVDC, for instance, the direct current technologies that are currently quite debated, but also phase shifter, for instance, transformers with the tap change, so everything that is the technologies of the networks, but also, of course, storage technologies. And we are considering various technologies for the storage, electrochemical batteries, hydrogen, compressed air, KAIS, and but also LICE, hydro, hydro energy, so storage. So we are very general on that. And of course, for the SM, uh, we are considering shiftable loads. Uh, that is, uh, in any case, uh, something that also includes some kinds of technologies. I know that uh, FlexPlan is about to finish, to complete its works in the first quarter of 2023. Which are the main lessons uh, learned by it, the successes celebrated and the obstacles faced? 
Okay, yeah, we are about to conclude. Uh, you are right, uh, you, you finish in March uh, next year. Of course, uh, our success uh, was to be able uh, to formulate uh, and apply in a toolbox uh, the full methodology because it was very, very challenging and advanced. But of course, uh, we met exactly for the fact that, that it was so advanced, many computational problems, uh, so numerical problems in applying it. And uh, those problems, uh, unfortunately, were particularly stressed by the budget of the project that contemplated a not so high amount of money to be spent in computation. So our methodology could take a full profit of full parallelization of the different tasks to be optimized at the same time because we implemented both the Benders decomposition that is able to split the investment optimization from the dispatching problem of the several years. But also we implemented a brand new transmission and distribution decoupling that allows to coordinate but decouple the planning of the transmission and distribution. But of course we didn't have a parallel computational environment available but AWS servers, so Amazon servers to use that had a lot of limitations and that limited also the horizon of applicability in the six regional cases that we implemented. But nonetheless, I think that we have drawn interesting results that can be also brought to the white public. You mentioned the six regional cases. What were the diversities between them and which one was the most difficult one? Well, they are quite different among themselves. Uh, of course, uh, you get uh, cases in which uh, you have long countries like Italy that is based upon uh, two backbones. Uh, and so there are uh, longitudinal sections that are typically congested. You have uh, countries like uh, Spain that is uh, quite uh, loosely speaking round. And so the network is uh, more easily meshed. And so it's uh, less prone to have uh, critical sections. We have cases like Germany in which uh, you have uh, heavy uh, cross-border uh, trade and uh, flows. And so in that case, uh, it's uh, not easy to fix uh, the border conditions because uh, you have uh, flows that enter from other countries and that go out uh, to other countries. But uh, we are targeting all, only Germany, Switzerland and uh, Austria as, uh, in uh, one case. So we have to set border condition with the rest of the system. And uh, of course, also the penetration of rest is different between the different countries. So that uh, allows us to get a great palette of results that can show different cases and show different, I think, results in terms of usefulness of storage and DSM as a support to planning. And if you look at the project a little bit holistically and from your experience to it until now, how it has helped in the European energy transition? Of course, as I already mentioned, the European energy transition is based on two big pillars that are decarbonization and independence from fossil fuel. And I think that on both issues, we can help significantly because we know very well that variable rest generation pattern requires flexibility services. And flexibility services can be provided just from those entities that we have considered, so storage and DSM. And a support to planning is called for in the Clean Energy for All Europeans package, in which in the internal market directive, it is explicitly requested to both transmission 
Information System Operators and Distribution System Operators to activate new procedure for the planning that also consider flexibility, so storage and new NDSM as alternative to create new lines. So in order to valorize flexibility. So I think that we are able to provide something valuable. And from that point of view, we have also created on a parallel line to the commercial tools, also some open access libraries that are available to allow to test the methodology just by downloading from GitHub those open access libraries. And that is also interesting because I think that many other possible users of that toolbox that maybe are just universities that want to perform a scenario analysis or some other people that are not necessarily system operators can get a profit of it. Just we are getting public money from the European Commission and it is correct that on top of what we have promised at the beginning that was not a toolbox that was publicly available, we also provide public available and downloadable tools that can be downloaded and evaluated. Oh, that is really good to know. Now we both mentioned that the project will end in March. Yes. What are the next steps then? Well, the next steps, uh, if they will be, of course, uh, is, uh, in my opinion, to enlarge even more the landscape of what is investigated. So we know uh, we are speaking more and more about multi-energy or multi-carrier environments. I think that uh, it's uh, interesting to consider the natural storage capacity of gas, for instance, or the capacity that as a carrier uh, hydrogen can bear. So I think that uh, on top of using this kind of tool in order to investigate uh, localized storage that uh, can be settled here or there in the network, uh, there should be an assessment of what is already there, that is uh, the natural gas network that is already there, can already provide as a support to the planning. So in my opinion, uh, a multi-carrier extension of FlexPlan could be very envisageable and interesting. Excellent, and I hope it happens then. Thank you, Hareti. <laughs> thank you, Gianluigi, for uh, being here with me today. It was a pleasure. And thank you all for joining us. You've been listening to the EU Project Zone podcast, brought to you by Enlit and Friends. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and the Enlit Europe website. Just hit subscribe, and you can access our other episodes too. I am Hareti Daradimu, host of this podcast series, and I thank you for joining us. Thank you.